There's something inherently good about security. We are here to protect. Um, we are here to to ensure that there's trust, right? We are trying to create um, spaces that people feel like they can operate freely without worry. And so there's something inherently good about that. And so the 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 mission of the security industry is inherently good. And so you're going to attract people who want to be in service of that. That's Trey Boynton. Cisco's global lead for inclusion and collaboration strategy and alignment. With a background in Duo Security, which was acquired by Cisco in 2018, Trey has some strong feelings about the wider mission of cybersecurity and what it takes to attract those great people to the security space, a place that hasn't always been known for inclusion and diversity. I would posit that in order to have a culture in which you allow people to offer their highest unique contribution, you have got to have inclusion. Without it, you are actually not leveraging the talent. You are not leveraging um, the, the best that your talent has to offer. And, and therefore your culture is suffering, which means your, your strategy and your output is suffering. But how can security leaders reach out to that wider, more diverse talent base as they also expand their cultures and company awareness? And how can every security team gain a deeper grasp of their ultimate purpose? That is, not just protecting enterprises, but small businesses, the public sector, and individuals of every culture, gender, religion, age, ethnic group, and socioeconomic level, in the developing and developed worlds alike. And along the way, enable all of the growth, innovation, equity, and sustainability that technology promises, if it's secure. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco TechBeat. I spoke to a number of Cisco security experts from around the globe about their ideas for making security as diverse and inclusive as the vast numbers of people who use it and need it. It's an initiative that's as important as technology change itself, because for technology change to be truly transformational, it needs to protect and improve lives for everyone. And that means rethinking the very mission of security. Here's Doug Song, general manager and co-founder of Duo Security at Cisco. Now more than ever, security often sits at the intersection of people and technology, not just a strictly technical concern. And because of that, um, you know, I think uh, it's not enough to design security just for networks, systems, applications, but you have to design security for people. Um, and we've seen this in, in the rest of tech where, you know, the consumerization of IT, as they say, in, in enterprise technology has really made uh, a whole world of, of, of productivity available for the first time to some otherwise very uh, staid and conservative organizations. Um, but security has actually lagged behind a lot of those innovations. And so given that situation, if security can't be designed to be adopted successfully by, by users, but, but remains having to be enforced, it's simply going to be made irrelevant. And more and more, these are the challenges I think that security faces by not actually approaching the, these sorts of issues from a, a, a maybe more diverse and um, creative perspective. Hackers are diverse, users are diverse. Why not security teams? For security to protect everyone, security teams need to reflect everyone. After all, how can you understand your diverse user base if your teams lack diverse viewpoints? But that starts with top-down leadership. Here's Alejandra Hernandez Montano, Cisco's customer experience delivery manager for security services in Mexico. 
At Cisco, we're very lucky to have such amazing executive leadership team that cares a lot about this topic. I know that currently there's a very strong effort on enabling more resources to create empathy and a conscious culture around inclusion. As leaders, we should be active listeners and observants. Therefore, if we see something like injustice, mistreatment, or unfairness, it is important to speak up. Security leaders should participate more in the events that promote diversity. Whether it's in an interview panel or a session with new grads, early career engineers, events that are organized by the EROs that stand for um, employee resource organizations, where topics such as gender equality, sexual orientation, disabilities, racial challenges are discussed. By participating on them, we can promote a better sense of the reality that surrounds us and it helps us to be more conscious on the environment we live in. But of course, hackers too are diverse, and they think outside the box in highly creative ways. So thwarting them demands not just technical minds, but a wide range of thought, disciplines, and perspectives. Here's Kerry Singleton, Managing Director for Security Sales in Cisco's Asia, Pacific, Japan, and China region, or APJC. Diversity could could go in a, in a few different directions there as well. Like if we look at um, if we look at a lot of the the pandemic and the, and the health stuff that's been going around at the moment, there's an awful lot of attacks. We're, we're getting stuff coming out from all different angles. You know, somebody somebody used the term um, you know about bad actors uh, always innovating. Um, they're always finding new ways. They're always finding new angles. Um, they're having to be diverse in what they do to try and find um, new ways to, to sort of find ways around the cybersecurity um, controls to try and get into into customers' environments, into even consumer um, environments as well. So absolutely, um, you need to be thinking about things and seeing things in many different ways to be able to combat them. Lothar Renner is Managing Director of Cybersecurity at Cisco for the EMIR region. That's Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Russia. Here he shares his thoughts on some traditional views of cybersecurity and the stereotypical type of person who might enter the field, at least according to conventional wisdom. On the diversity piece, uh, we need to improve, I think, significantly compared to other industries. I think the cyber uh, security industry is still a male-dominated uh, industry. And uh, when, we, when we talk about diversity, it's not about only gender. It can be a, a many different parameters. But uh, there is an historic belief that uh, cyber cybersecurity is all about hacking and you need to be a very tech-savvy person. And that also brings them back to the people when they study um, uh, IT or different elements of IT that it's still a male-dominated um, industry. But I see uh, trends. There are, there are, I think, there are tons of studies. And I think one of the latest ones is the one from McKinsey uh, that was called Diversity Wins, How Inclusion Matters. And what they confirmed and what other studies also uh, highlighted is that diverse teams are more successful than other, others whether they're in cyber or in any industry. Right? What I'm really trying to get to is that on the talent acquisition, uh, 
or on uh, how we interact with customers or partners, I always get so much better outcomes if, if, if you have a diverse group of people in a room, in a call, whatever. Of course, to gain those wider perspectives in security, we need diversity in gender, race, culture, sexual preference, and so on. But we also need storytellers, artists, psychologists, teachers, pretty much the whole range of human talent. Trey Boynton picks up on that theme. People have a, have a perception of the security industry, and I would offer that not only is there a visual, they're usually wearing a hoodie, and that they're only, they're only engineers. I, I came from a completely different field. I came from higher education, and I didn't even think about joining Duo because I thought that I needed to be an engineer to do that. And I didn't think that I could do other things around the engineers, like corporate functions, like HR, like diversity. You know, like it was just, I hadn't even imagined that far. And because I just didn't have anybody who said, hey, this is a possibility. So what do you do when there's this perception, which I think is then to break the myth and or be so I call it uh, flying your social, socially aware, inclusive, social justice flair, whatever you want to call it. Like you have to fly your flag proudly to say, I know we don't look like it and I'm deeply committed and then be absolutely relentless in your pursuit of talent. If you think this is a goal for you as a company, you have to do something about it. Potent security weapons, education and awareness. Security is about employing the highest level technology to detect and thwart attackers before they do damage or limiting that damage if they do get through. But it's also about creating a pervasive culture of security awareness in your enterprise, in your small business, or externally among individuals of all stripes. That means clear communication and expanded education. Because education and awareness are among the most critical elements of any cybersecurity strategy. Here's Lothar Renner on security leaders' essential role of educating organizations at every level. I would say still 80% of the, the attacks today happen through email. So specific email phishing education campaigns is almost today a mandatory element within an IT organization. And uh, to educate people on how threats could look like, um, Gives them also understanding in um, how risk, how risky that is, what they might do, but also uh, give them a better understanding what the cyber security or the cyber or the security division of one company is doing for for everyone. That responsibility extends to education beyond the company culture as well. Here's Trey Boynton on the added dimension of public good and social responsibility to the cybersecurity mission. This is a, an important question for us as an industry to think about where is not only there a gap, but also what is the gap? The gap is literally access to security, right? But it's also access to security knowledge and education. There are such, when I started working in the industry, I was shocked at how simple some of the things that could, that, uh, that could protect me, I wasn't doing. Our most precious resources are just a fish and a password breach away. And so when I think about the gap of security knowledge, so security education, if I think of what we have an opportunity as an industry to do is to think about maybe our public good and our, and our company missions, of course, are dedicated to protecting folks. But what if our public good, what if our service 
as an industry could be to educate the public about how to not be vulnerable. How do they protect themselves? What are the proactive things? And that's where we were starting to think about at Duo was how do we start to, to think about what's our role in educating teens who are who are vulnerable online? How do we start to think about their parents who don't know what their teens are doing? Like, how do we tell elders in our community who are wonderfully, you know, have experienced the the, the kind of arc of technology, but are now having to navigate this vulnerability of 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 breaches and 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 insecurity in ways that they never even imagined? How do we do all of that? Because I think that's a public good. I think that's a gap. We don't even know what we don't know. Um, I think there's a there's a kind of um, social responsibility that the security industry could really lean into to say, I want you to know this is the these are the things that you have access to 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 empower you. Let me help you be safer by giving you knowledge, because that is that is the ultimate freedom. Once you know how to take care of yourself my risk gets lower. A hacker's worst nightmare, simplicity. Another element of that freedom of which Trey speaks is simplicity, creating security tools that are easier to use for everyone. It's another step in eliminating that low-hanging fruit that hackers so love to pick. Because one of the reasons why people aren't doing more to ensure security is because they think it's too complicated. Here's Lothar Renner on how simplicity equals democracy. The global threat landscape um, is not focusing only on the large uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies. So it's going really uh, from the biggest companies to the smallest private user or small an SMB environment. So whatever the industry is, is, is creating, it has to have in in uh, in, a, in, a, in the view or in focus the entire landscape from the top to the small, and for that you need to drive a different way of products you are evolving, how you are creating these, how you make them available, right? For example, um, for private households, is there a way that you can make it for free, right? If you have SMB. Do they really need to install it, or can you make a service that is easy to consume and cheap enough that they can afford it, so that security is not a, is, is an is an element that they can that they can uh, really uh, pay. And so I think uh, so a kind of almost a kind of a democracy model on um, who is able to to pay for, for on their level what they are to get the minimum security they need, right? And it's, it goes beyond countries, it goes beyond cultures, it goes beyond of different mindsets or governments. Doug Song picks up on the democracy theme and how employing inclusive design can make it happen. It used to be the case that uh, security was only the domain of probably the most sophisticated IT buyers in the world, you know, the banks, the hospitals, and governments. These days, even your corner coffee shop has an IT stack and therefore has an internet security problem. But these days, I think, you know, truly the, the, the challenge that we have before us to solve for is, is to how to democratize security. How can we enable every organization and every end user in the world to be secure? Unless security really does shift its, its uh, sort of focus and thinking toward more of an inclusive design practice, thinking very deeply about who it serves, how and why, 
um, it will continue to be relegated to, uh, you know, the, the speed bump that everybody avoids. Right? To that end, Cisco is not only working to embed security end-to-end at every level of technology development and usage, it's also simplifying the process for the end user, making it as seamless and fast as possible. Here's Kerry Singleton on the critical importance of creating that seamless experience for the security end user, which is to say, everybody. Anybody can be vulnerable to a cybersecurity attack. It doesn't matter if you're out in a remote village or, or you're, you're in the top of a skyscraper in, in a large city. Um, you're, you're fair game to any attacker that's out there. But, but part of the thing and, and you know, one of the philosophies that Cisco is working towards as well um, is around what we call a, a zero trust model. Um, we don't trust anybody until they actually authenticate and connect to the network. Um, when we speak about zero trust, a good example of that is, is an online banking application. Um, I mean, historically, you know, 10 years ago, when you connect through online banking, you go in, you key in a username, you key in a password, and you've got access. You're into the system. However, today, um, you're also now having to use some sort of token or some sort of multi-factor authentication. We're also tying your smartphone into how you actually interact with, with online banking. Where security also comes into this is, is around that automation piece. We need to automate that. If we made this process manual with the number of users that are connected and the growing number of users that are connected, it's incredibly difficult to scale, incredibly difficult to support. And there could come that situation where, you know, we just sort of think, let's forget about security. Let's just get everybody connected. It's too difficult um, to secure everybody in the right way. We're making it a lot easier and we are doing a lot of work around zero trust um, and zero touch and also automating a lot of this. From warriors to guardians, a higher calling for cybersecurity. Security is so much more than a defensive crouch. As we've seen, it's an expansive, multidimensional responsibility and calling. Because it's a mission that's critical to all aspects of our lives and our futures. That is everyone's futures. So it's imperative that the perception of security, what it does, who does it, why, and for whom, continues to evolve. Here's Trey Boynton on how small businesses need to be part of the core mission of security, along with the critical role of inclusion and diversity and the public good to that mission. There are uh, 8 million minority-owned small businesses. And when we think about small businesses, and we're seeing that with the pandemic, how critical small businesses and how vulnerable they are to macro events that impact their businesses. And they employ so many of our people. When we think about not only do small businesses drive a huge part of our economy, those breaches and their ability to recover is critical to the success of our economy and minority-owned business owners, women-owned business. And when you think about women-owned businesses have grown by 114% over the past 20 years, that's twice the national growth rate for U.S. business. Like It is unbelievable to think about who actually we sit in the service of inclusion in the service of representation, when we protect small business owners, the largest group that's growing, which is women on multiple multiple levels, there's just a huge opportunity to think about it as a, as a real public good. When we protect small businesses, when we protect the public and allow them to be empowered and allow them to consume security education, security tools, solutions, whatever that might be, when we offer that on multiple levels, 
I think we show up as an industry in a way that's really, really a wonderful possibility and then the service of something bigger. With diverse and inclusive talent, security naturally shifts to a more diverse and inclusive sense of mission. Here's Doug's song on how the very definition of security's role is evolving. If there is a big shift for us uh, as a culture, I do hope that it's in thinking about security more as the responsibility of guardians versus warriors. That more and more security is not just about you know the specific adversaries that we're we're facing and uh, defending against, but the fact that we are increasingly guardians of our customers and our users' data in ways that um, require a different level of, of stewardship and care. And I do think that uh, that is a different level of responsibility uh, going beyond just you know how we might set the right controls. Um, and governance and so forth, to really thinking about trust and how as as a vendor or as a a, technology provider, we can enable trust so that people can do what they're supposed to do um, without having to worry about all this. Um, But that is is a different level of care and consideration and understanding, frankly, than than just um, studying the tools, techniques, and tactics of you know, uh, say some Russian teenagers uh, that might be you know, the latest in a long um, chain of, of uh, cyber criminals. The ultimate goal is to make every security organization more conscious and inclusive, from the highest levels to the day-to-day workers. Alejandra Hernandez Montano sees important progress in security. So I believe we are getting there. Depending on the organization you work on, um, you work for, sorry, you, you may get more sense of the importance of your day-to-day job. From my personal experience as a support services manager, I could share with you that the engineers really get a sense of what their mission is. We daily interact with worldwide customers such as hospitals, banks, government offices, large convenience stores, and where the actions we recommend can benefit or affect thousands of people. So when you give a clear purpose to your team on the importance of their role, not just in your group, but in the company, the society, the world, they get more committed to really be the difference in every interaction they have. Trey Boynton concludes with a few thoughts on her own cautious optimism. For a world in which security touches and protects everyone everywhere and reflects the rich diversity of security users around the globe. I inherently orient towards hopeful. Um, I I just, sometimes I need to protect my hope because it takes a little bit of hit here and there. But I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm just, I orient towards hopefulness. I orient towards possibility. I think there is a, there is a better us world society out there. And we are just striving to, to arrive at that location. I think, Security has a a tremendous role in shaping that. I've talked about the ways in which this industry can start to think about welcoming and educating and sitting in the service of a public good. I think that there's there's so much that we already do. I think the next piece for me is how do we ensure that we are being thoughtful about how inclusion is embedded into everything that we do. How do we design products and think about security from so many different perspectives that 
that is that is helping other companies, right? Because we are we are in the backbone of most companies, right? We we, we are we are secure we are securing the industries of the world. So how are we being thoughtful about inclusive design? How are we being thoughtful about products that are that are being that are being conscious of 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 what is dangerous when you don't pay attention to it, right? And I wonder if some of the you know the best minds in the security industry sat around and said what are we what what else could we solve it's such a creative and an innovative space you all are you all already disrupt right i think this industry is all about disruption how do you make more positive disruption how are, how can you think about taking that disruption that 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 penchant for for doing things innovatively differently in a new way oh i didn't think about that how do you take that disruptive mindset and do that in the service of, of something even bigger and, and even better? I think that's a that's a wonderful challenge. So prove me right, y'all. Go for it. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco Tech Beat. My very special thanks to Trey Boynton, Doug Song, Alejandra Hernandez Montano, Carrie Singleton, and Lotar Renner for a great conversation. And here's hoping that your security organization has a more diverse and inclusive future.